happy new year. Thank God we made it through 2018 and now we are living a blessed life in 2019. Just give yourself a round of applause. A quick hallelujah. Thank Jesus that we're here. I mean, it's <laughs> a lot has went down, but you made it through. You learned a lot and we, now it's time to apply. The things that we learned, the lessons that we learned, you know, we may lose the battle, but don't lose the lesson. You know, it's been a while since I've been on the podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Working through 2019, 2018, August 2019, planning for this launch right now because I got a whole new dynamic coming with Blessed Living. Oh, so serious. We'll be at you twice a week. Tuesdays, catch your boy Big Neil with Blessed Living. And on Thursdays, Left Hand Gang Thursdays. Tap your phone and say Left Hand Gang Thursdays. Oh, yeah. Left Hand Gang Thursdays will be me and my beautiful, beautiful wife, Natalie C. Jones. Natsy Jones. And she'll be with me. And I will be with her as we talk about marriage and the beauty of marriage, the pros and the cons of marriage. And we definitely want to hear from you. Want to hear back from what you have to say, what you're thinking, and questions, all that stuff. And I think that's, I know that's going to be the bomb.com. I'm old school. I said the bomb.com. Yeah, I sure did. And that's fine. But on Tuesdays, catch your boy right here, only on Anchor. And also catch me if you missed the show, catch me right here or on iTunes. Even though I have a, the masterful, wonderful phone of Android. I still rock with iTunes because all my laptops are Apple. All in one is Apple. So I get it. But if I had to get a phone, if I have to have a good phone, I w- I'm not going to tell you to get an Android because there's a lot of options out there. But I'm just saying, I wouldn't get an Apple. That's just me. It's a, it's, you know, it's, I wouldn't get an Apple. There's a lot of problems with that iPhone and stuff like that. You know, I heard the other day, several different times just the other day that when Apple literally has a new phone coming out that all the old models they start acting up like they put a bug on all your old phones I'm like if that, ain't, if that ain't the devil I don't know what it is that ain't blessed living that is satanic and demonic works I'm just saying you pay for that phone and some of y'all are still paying for that phone right and now uh, uh, iPhone uh, 75 WZAK is coming out. I know it's all these letters after it at 10X, 10R, MOU. Listen, got time for all that. Now, a new phone coming out, and your phones are going to start acting up. They won't have those problems over here with Droid. No. If you got a Samsung 7, it's going to work like the Samsung 8 and the Samsung now. We're not going to just disregard your past phones and past purchases like that but Apple will but catch me right here only on Anchor get this thing we want to hear from you log in you can download the app right now it is absolutely free and join in if you want to add in or if you want to talk with me on this no problem once you once you download it it's a little purple button up top to say add people I add you right on we can talk about uh, the topic for the day or join us in left hand game but today I am going to be talking to you about perspective. That's right. Your perspective is vital. Your perspective is your reality. Your perspective is your truth. Your perspective is your strength. Your perspective is your argument. Your your perspective is your justification. Your perspective is absolutely everything. And you have to be mindful. 
that if you are the only person looking at this thing or looking at a topic or situation and you don't get anyone else's perspective when you when it has to do with other people you are bound to make a mistake I'm not saying be, I'm not saying it's gonna be a big mistake or a bad mistake but you have to be mindful of that if what you are doing let's just say your own goals you're trying to set goals for yourself for the first quarter of 2019 I hope you have written them down or have a vision board if not you need that okay but you got goals 2019 and you don't have a mentor aunt, uncle grandfather mom dad cousin friend anybody that you can talk to about your goals and you'll be left up to your own decision making on how to get those goals and sometimes you're going to need the help of someone else I'm not saying they're going to do it for you but you need to be open to other people that you can trust and that prove themselves to be wise over themselves about reaching certain goals especially when it comes down to business business uh, going back to school raising kids I'm not saying take their whole advice I'm saying you have to be open to different perspectives because being open to different perspectives will more than likely allow you to be creative with what you're thinking you can add something here take away here and put together a great piece I think perspective is reality in so many different ways and that people shut out other people's perspective because they don't want to hear it. And that's not always good. It's just not. It's not at all. Uh, I was watching uh, one of my favorite movies. I'm a movie, I'm a movie geek. I like, I love movies. I was about to say like, that's a lot. I love movies. I can watch movies all day from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, doesn't matter. But I was watching one of Pearl Harbor and great movie, great movie, a lot of action, a little love story, romance. But there was one guy in there played by Dan Aykroyd who said, if I was to bomb or do anything to the U.S. military, I would hit Pearl Harbor. Okay. He said, I would hit Pearl Harbor because that makes the most sense. It's wide open to the ocean. It is absolutely wide open in the Pacific Ocean, right off the island of Hawaii. Okay? That's wide open. And they didn't take him serious. Now, they did say, you know, get some evidence, you know, and come back and prove it to me that I will move ships around, et cetera, et cetera. But until you do get some good, solid evidence, I'm not doing nothing about it. Now, we all know that on that day, Pearl Harbor got hit but I have actually been out to Pearl Harbor I've been there over the USSR USS Arizona went through the museum they have out there through uh, the town and I saw it all and I can tell you it's a it's a tragic sight to see how um, how unprepared the soldiers and the citizens of that town were it wasn't just soldiers who died. I know a lot of people died. But what if they had taken that man's perspective, his, his initiative, his knowledge a little more precisely and added it to what they were thinking and made different moves and adjustments? What if they just opened up their mind and say, okay, let's see how you are doing this? Because if you're looking for somebody to give you solid, concrete advice, about something that you're trying to do and they're trying to give you perspective 
you, but you want them to prove it to you, you're going to miss the boat sometimes. Just flat out. I don't have to give you the whole honest, not honest, I don't have to give you the whole cake if I only have the icing. Why do I have to make the whole cake to show you or prove you that, that this icing is going to be good in the cake? Take the icing because you have all the ingredients to make the cake. Let's work together, work this thing out. What are your goals for 2019 or 2020? What are your goals for the first three months, first six months, nine months? What are you doing? Do you need to go to a conference? Do you need to get a friend? Do you need to email somebody, text somebody, find out who's doing what you're trying to do and get their input on it? I'm telling you, it's going to be vital for you. It can help you out. It can save you a lot of money. It can save you time. And you can gain wisdom from someone else's experience. And that's what I love about consulting with people. I gained so much wisdom and insight off of someone else's mistakes and their victories. And it saves me time, money, and effort. Seriously. When I wrote my first book, I didn't have anybody to talk to. Not one person. I struggled writing that first book. I mean, I struggled. I tried so many different ways to write this book. I tried. I said, I told myself, I told myself, uh, I'm going to lock myself in this room. I'm not coming out until certain amount of pages were done or a certain chapter was finished. I ended up falling asleep playing video games because I was just in a roadblock or a writer's block. Nothing would come to me. And the second book I wrote, I said, I'm not going through this again. I'm really going to reach out, go to different programs, workshops to find out how I can really keep my creativity flowing and what to do when I feel like my creativity has stopped. What are different techniques and I ended up writing three more books. I got another book coming out soon this spring called Reinvent Yourself. From the things I have learned, it, it just made the writing process easier for me. So I encourage you to really just take the time and get your perspective together and really just be open to, to the fact that your perspective may feel right to you, but in reality to everyone else is wrong. Some may say, but what if it's wrong to everybody else and I know I'm right? Well, if you're right, why aren't you producing fruits? with how right, how right, quote-unquote, you think you are. Why is anything happening for you or for anyone else if you're, if you're right and everyone else is wrong? Because here's the thing. When you are really right about a thing, that honest truth, when you're really right about it, it will also help other people. If you're right about a plan, if you're right about... Um, uh, process anything that has to do that has to demand it or anything that has to uh, have a result like demands a result if you're really that right it will really bring about positive results for everyone around you and you included straight up but if it, but if you are right in your eyes and the only person that benefits from you being right is you you definitely need to open up your mind to some different perspectives Read a book, pray, fast, do whatever. But there's no way in the world, in this world, in this time or another time, that you are the only person that's right about anything. No. There is someone else that can see what you are saying, see what you are doing, and see reason in it, and it's going to be positive and positive and make sense. So I'm just saying, be open. Be mindful of that. And just remember that, hey, your perspective sometimes needs a little watering. 
You dig what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. We'll be right back with a little bit of music. It was a happy new year once again. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how the details of perspectives build empires. Right back. Let's get it. Okay, we're back. What's good? Now, before we go into my thoughts on perspective and what I think it should be and should not be, I gave some idea. Let's get to the definition of perspective. And perspective is defined by dictionary.com. A particular attitude toward a way of regarding something is your point of view. Synonyms, outlook, view, viewpoint, point of view standpoint, position, stand, stance, angle, slant, at okay, whatever, we get that. That's your point of view. What's very, what's very particular or very interesting is all of social media, from social media, all of the media, your local channel news, um, local ABC Times, NBC, CBS, whatever, especially CNN, MSNBC, all of those, y'all can, uh, you know, a test that we have an idea of who those stations are. All of those stations come from their own point of view about a certain topic. And they are, they are full of people who get paid a lot of money to dissect their point of view with facts, instruments, tools, whatever the case may be. Can't argue that. That is their point of view. But but, but they do get on TV and they disagree and agree and argue about what they see from their point of view about a single topic. Now, with all that we see on TV and here on the radio, we get our own point of view from so many different stations. That's our perspective. The thing about media, the trick is everybody's just talking about it. Very few people have the ability tools and the access to actually do anything about it. So all it does is make sometimes great, annoying, interesting dialogue in a barbershop, salon, grocery store aisle, whatever, even church. All we can do is just talk about it. Which is interesting because in social media, now we're talking about social media, it's a little more private on a public, on a public foundation. We are able to express our perspective and we get the likes or now they have thumbs up, heart, smiley face, frown face, or even tear. People can write comments on it and we're able to express our points of view and our perspective about a topic. And some people get really mad about it. Some people are glad and say, I'm glad I found this person who actually thinks like me. Perspective is one's reality and someone may share your reality and some may not. And it's okay because this is what allows us to be interesting and function with each other and move with each other and grow with each other and know each other. Perspective is very key and it's very normal to not to, to not agree with somebody. The mature thing is to learn how to say, I agree to disagree and, not, and that's it. That's all it is. I agree to disagree. I'm not fighting you about it. I'm not beating you up about it. Just don't agree on it. This is an ongoing debate. And just uh, recently, LeBron said that he feels he's the goat of basketball. The goat. 
from what he did in 2016 in my hometown, Cleveland, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Someone said he's absolutely crazy. There's no way you were the GOAT. You lost five finals. Okay, bro, this, don't even do that to yourself. Someone say, yeah, that's a good argument. Someone say, there's no way. There's a man by the name of Michael Jordan who went six for six. Won six titles, never played a game seven, okay? There's, and he did it in like eight years. There's, you know, to reach his own. It's your perspective and gaining other perspectives that bring about a positive and conducive result for other people. Let's bring it more personal. When it comes to your own personal finances, what is your perspective on your personal finances? How are you looking at your money? Are you counting it? Uh, can I say this? Are you budgeting? Budgeting? your money properly hope I said the right budgeting do you have a budget what am I doing do you have a budget are you following that budget because I look at my money real simple I need to spend way less than I bring in I hope that makes sense to everybody the amount of money I make let's just say I make $5,000 a month I only want to spend about $1,500 a month bills and everything else yes people say whatever but you can't spend more I don't want to because there's going to come a time you're going to need that money to invest in something do something else I've learned that now I used to make now I used to the money I didn't make I used to spend spend it out to the last dollar the last cent and then when stuff happens you need your car fixed your phone breaks um there's a funeral you got to go somewhere Someone else in your family actually needs some money, whether it be five or ten dollars, and you don't even have five or ten dollars to spare. It's a terrible feeling. My perspective on my money is to save as much as possible. Mine. My wife and I share the same attributes and the same topics and the same um and the same thoughts about money. We have the same energy towards that thing. So when something comes up, how much does it cost? Can we get it for cheap or stuff like that? That's how I look at my money. Because I like my money. I like it. You know why I like it? Because I got kids. Kids are growing through shoes. My goodness. One, two, seven, five, ten. I mean, they're just flying through shoe sizes. Flying through clothes. Eating up everything in the house. They want different things. I want to be able to invest in my children and give them opportunities that they want to have. Not so much give them opportunities and things that I didn't have growing up. Because there's nothing that my children will have now that I had growing up. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, they got computers. They got laptops. You know, uh, smartphones to play with, YouTube. We didn't have that stuff growing up. My 80s babies. The most exciting thing we had probably was a Nintendo and if you grow like I grew up, <laughs> maybe one family out of five had Nintendo. They weren't as as uh, popular as PlayStation, Xbox, and 64s or nothing. No, games on the phone. No, we had a house phone. And you had to dial that thing one at a time, and that thing rolled all the way back one number at a time. It was just different. So I'm not doing anything to give my children something that I didn't have growing up. You know, I want to pay attention to them and give them something for what they want, what they need right now. My childhood is old, 
in the past and gone. It is gone. I even comparing my childhood to my children's childhood. It was completely different. I grew up on the east side of Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Listen, no, it's just completely different where we live at now and what, what, what I'm able to provide, what my wife and I are able to provide for our, for our family now. No, but my perspective on money has, has changed through my circumstances and experience. So when it comes down to setting my goals financially or my career, my marriage, emotionally, anything, even in ministry, my mind frame is set on my perspective with the input of others who have already done it before me. Okay. I get other perspectives about money from my wife, of course. And she has her and she has her insight on it as well. But my perspective right now as a father, as a husband, as a Christian, as a dad, all that stuff is not just my own perspective. Of course I pray. Of course I take the time to pray and to listen to God and follow God's words and try to find examples of things I read in the Bible and things I read from Christian writers and just people around, period. But I have a good team that helps me know if I'm going crazy or not. I think one of the most confirming times is when, um, like I said, confirming, I, I confirm that I'm not going crazy is when I give my input to wise people. And they say, oh yeah, that's good. I, I, I did the same thing. It's a relief to me. Okay? And, it, and if at times I tell a wise person, I'm going to talk about a wise person in a moment, um, and I tell them my ideas, and they say, "What do you? why did you do that? Or tell me more about it, explain. That also gives me a kind of relief, like, yo, maybe I can explain to them what I was thinking or they can tell me the pros and cons of that. You need to get others' perspective. Now, quickly, when I talk about a wise person, okay, I'm talking about someone who's um, smart in that, or has wisdom in that particular field. Um, having or someone who has showed experience, knowledge, and good judgment. That's wise, okay? Do not go to your pastor. Just as it, to say if your pastor has been preaching for 20, 30 years and has no, no other form of income, and the church has been able to take care of him and his family for that time period. I don't think it's wise to go to him and ask him about a business plan. I don't think that's wise at all. He, he's not a business person, per se. He's a pastor of your church. Now, he may have people on his team to help him run the church and the business of the church as such. I want to ask them. Okay? Or ask someone in your church who has a business, who's running a business, who has run a business for years and has, and actually has profits talk to them set up a time to talk to them and if you get a chance to talk to them so into their life I believe I believe that yo if I can talk to you and get some information I will pay you for your time because this is valuable to me I want the best of this from you I want to know what you have what you have learned what worked for you and what didn't and who else is on your team I can talk to it's absolutely vital don't go running to a plumber and ask him how to fix your carpet doesn't make no sense. To me, it doesn't. I don't care if he is in the, in, the, in, the, in the trade industry. He has a trade, but his trade is fixing toilets and pipes. He's not laying down carpet and tile. 
All right, your perspective can be open and broadened by just talking to people who are doing what you are doing. And they show good judgment and they have experience and knowledge about what you are asking them about. All right? Very important, very vital. We'll come back with one more section after this and we're going to talk about prayer life and judgment. Prayer life and judgment and how to ask for proper wisdom uh, when you need a different perspective and you're struggling to get it from other people. All right? I'll be right back. All right, Big Neil, I hear what you're saying about getting wisdom from different people and broadening my perspective. And I'm a believer. This is talking about a blessed living and a blessed life. How do I put this all together with a prayer life and judgment, my own judgment and putting it all together? First thing I tell you, just take time and develop a real prayer life if you haven't done so already. You got to pray. Now, in your prayer time, it's not all about you just talking. It's about listening as well. One thing that's very, very, uh, how you say, uh, insightful is when Paul was on the road, road to Damascus, right? He had in his mind he was, what he wanted to do, what he had prepared to do, what he thought was the will of God to do. And he was going with other people who agreed with him in his act to go on to slaughter Christians and to kill them because what they were believing was blasphemous against the law at that time. Now, Jesus Jesus had already came. He lived, he died, he ascended unto heaven. And he was on the road to Damascus. You can find the story in the book of Acts. And on on that road to Damascus, he had an encounter with God, Jesus. And after that encounter with Jesus, everything about Paul changed, right? So to speak, changed to a point where his energy stayed the same, but what he was doing, his perspective changed, right? Here's the thing that stands out to me. He had had, he had a plan. He had a plan. He was working that plan. He had help with that plan. He had a whole team to help him enforce this plan. But when he encountered Jesus, Jesus simply asked him, yo, why are you doing this? Seriously. Because the Bible says, because they find the story in Acts 9. And I'm going to read a little bit of it. Acts 9 verse 3. As he, being uh, saw at the time, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the gold. It's hard for you to go against what's already in motion, so to say. So he trembling, so he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Let's stop right there. When you pray, always be open or learn to be open to hear from God. And when you hear from God, you have to be mindful that he may come in so many different ways. But when you when you are really, really hearing from God or you really want something from God, trust me, God wants to give it to you with the same intensity as you want it. Take your time in prayer and you may not get your answer on Monday. 
in your prayer time on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. You may get your time in between. You may get your answer, excuse me, in between those prayer times. And you must be open to it. Because here's the thing. Verse 6, he said, So he, being Saul, trembling and stunned, said, Lord, what did you want me to do? Are you willing to let go of whatever you have planned and what you have uh, encouraged others to enforce with you? Are you willing to let that stuff go and literally say to God, what do you want me to do? Because at this point in time, Saul, I keep wanting to say Paul because he turned his name to Paul. Saul was willing to give up or he had already mind willing to give up everything he had planned to do whatever the Lord said. He gave it up at that moment because he had an encounter with God because he had an intimate moment with God. It didn't take much. He fell to the ground, heard a voice saying, he said, Lord, who are you? Jesus said, I, I am Jesus. Why are you persecuting me? Hey, what do you want me to do, Lord? It doesn't take a whole lot. It takes a real encounter with God, with Jesus. That's what it takes, y'all. Taking the time to hear from him. What I love what I love about all the scriptures is that when you come to God so openly and humbly, he will give you direction, answers, and peace that, that, that goes beyond all understanding, I'm telling you. Because after he asked the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? He said, the Lord... Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. I gave he gave him direction. I'm giving you direction of what you need to do next. And he said, And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. Then Saul arose, verse 8, and Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus, and he was there. He was there uh, three days without sight and neither ate nor drank. Now, after that, you say, you say he fasted, couldn't see. He was blinded, all right? But he had encouraged or, how you say, convinced his team so much that what he was doing was right, that whatever Saul had in mind to do next, they would believe him. But they didn't have to just believe Paul, Saul, excuse me. They didn't have to just believe him because they heard a voice too. They just didn't see anyone. Saul saw him. They heard what he said. Listen, Saul saw him. He he talked to Jesus and his people heard what he said. You got to get wise perspectives around you where they can see the God in you. Okay. But hear the God as well. We hear God as well. Okay, because there are sometimes you can give a great idea about something that is so good, so pure, so right. And when you give it to the right people, they themselves start to hear things from God about that vision. They will hear from God and see things that can add to that vision. And it takes away from no one, but it aids that vision. Like I said earlier, when it's really right, and when it's really right, it will help all of those who are involved and not just that one person. Okay. As you keep reading Acts chapter 9, uh, Jesus told him in verse 10, Now there was a certain disciple in Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said a vision, Ananias. Now I'm going to stop right there because Ananias was the one that was going to help Saul through this next part of his life. Ananias had to pour into him pour into Saul, and so glad that he did because from him being with Ananias, 
what they talked about for those for those times, for the time they were together, that's not all said. But whatever it was, it led Paul to write three-fourths of the New Testament and what we use today in churches all over the world to believe in about how, how he's coming back and the power of them and the miracles that we saw through Paul helped me today and, and helped the world today, okay? Ananias was a crucial part of that. But what if Saul just said, bump it, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm going to go kill these Christians like I plan on doing. He was only writing his own eyes and he convinced others that they were right to help him. All I'm saying is that perspective is, is, is very, very important. And so is prayer. Listening to God in prayer. Having God lead you in prayer. Having God show you who to talk to. Okay? He will give you a vision. He'll give you somebody to talk to. He'll lead you to them. And when you get to them, you'll know what to do next. But the first thing is, listen. Listen to God and do not reject conviction shouldn't reject conviction like that you shouldn't you can you have the opportunity to you have the ability to we are, we are free will beings but do not reject conviction conviction is is, is is good it's going to allow you to know what's next give you guidance on what not to do and sometimes give you guidance to where you need to go but you can't rush the process because once he got up off the ground, he was blind three days and he made Ananias. He was there for a good, good while and was blind, y'all. Seriously. Couldn't see. He had chakras on his eyes. <laughs> you know. And it's, and it's important to realize that he, Saul, who came Paul, had to listen to another man's perspective to get what he needed to survive properly in order to survive effectively. All right. He had to, and he had to, he had, he, he had to, Paul had to go to Ananias and have this man, Ananias, lay hands on him so that he may receive sight. Okay. Getting help from someone else is not always bad. You just have to go to the right people. Find the right person. God will lead you. So the first thing I say, prayer. Have a prayer life. Two, don't reject conviction. Conviction will lead you to where to go and where to not be. Be open to it. The third thing I would just say, tell you seriously, be committed to God more than any plan you have ever created in your life. You must be committed to God. Because even if you make a great plan for God, it may not be with God. And he may not want you to do it. But if you are committed to God and you hear from God, it won't be as hard to change your plans or what you have to do to change your angle on it. Because what God wants you to do is keep that same energy for his will and for his glory so that you can live a blessed life and all those around you can live a blessed life and we all can just be blessed living. You dig what I'm saying? So continue to be open. Continue to be prayerful. And just, just believe and know that God really does have the best intent for you. All right. We'll close this out real quick. But I encourage you all to go back and read Acts chapter nine. Do you start in verse one all the way down to verse 19? Take your time to read that bad boy. Uh, if you've got any questions, comments or concerns, by all means, hit the button. Send a voicemail. Hit me up. Hit me up on my Facebook right on the Neil Jones right there on Facebook. 
let's talk about it. Let's see how we can help each other with our perspectives and gain from each other and learn from each other and help one another. And let's encourage each other as long as it is today. Right, that's the word. I love y'all with the love of Christ. Once again, Happy New Year. Work on that perspective. I'm excited to see what and how God works through you in the next couple, couple of days, weeks, months, and years. God bless.